0: the table with Darlene.
1: Welcome to around the table or I think it's supposed to be at the table with Darlene but we are kind of around the table today and it's good to have you out there with us Forgot to ask you if you wanted coffee or if you wanted something to drink, Chris.
0: No, it's too late for that now. I
1: I am so sorry. I didn't offer How rude. I know I've I two drinks. I've been, like been really, really rude. You have evening. your coffee, but no, I haven't, it's really no. I, haven't you know, even drink I don't, don't normally drink something cold, sorry. but it's coconut drink. Uh-huh. I I. I don't know. I'm really sorry, but I did turn the coffee pot on for you, I'm, so I'm when we take a break. Maybe
0: maybe in the next break. All
1: right. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> sitting next to me to my right is Chris Norman. The coffee list The okay. Chris co- yeah. Norman. Yes. He has yeah. no coffee. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. We'll start off with apologies tonight, huh? <laughs> oh, well. And and not only that, I we have sitting at the table with us... My uh, son-in-law, who I'm so very proud of, and uh, that it would be the husband to Tiffany, who we all just love and enjoy every week. But Lou, we're so glad you're here with us tonight. Thank you for coming and joining us. Glad to be here. And, of course, next to you is your lovely bride, my daughter Tiffany, and uh, we're glad you're here, Tiff. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. And that you're not off doing your own show. (laughs) you know at the ladies conference I don't know how many people came up to me and they said you know they were bragging on her because she just keeps things rolling and she's so funny Mm -hmm. and and I'm like okay she needs her own show and everybody's like yes she needs her own show and so on
0: stage with Tiffy
1: <laughs> there you go.
2: Tiffany's epiphanies. We've been trying to get her to do that oh, yeah, for years. know that'd be good too. Oh
1: my goodness, because, I'm sure that's there. Yeah, because I'm sure she it's does not. have. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm I, I, sure it's not. I, but I think it's probably a good idea because, you know, she has a lot to say and a lot of good things. I, I love the wisdom that just flows out on these podcasts every week. It's just amazing. You know, we'll get. Sometimes it's right in the middle. Sometimes it's right at the end. But uh, she will have something really, really good to uh, to say. And so I'm really glad that you you do that. And who knows? You know, maybe you're going to go straight, you know, on the camera instead of sitting at a podcast. Maybe we're going to have to put, put you live. I <laughs> guarantee not. Guarantee <laughs> not. I don't know. You may have to hook her up some way, Chris. I don't know. Well, I mean, thanks I'm for the compliment. I am pretty
0: sure but. our first podcast it was a guaranteed. I'm not going to do this podcast ever
1: again. So. Oh, I know that was so true, wasn't it? Oh, she was done. <gasps> oh my goodness! And I Ed, I'll Ed, have to go back and listen. And, and I don't know if I And you up. are here almost every time because you are so stinking good. So we're That's done. not why I'm here every single
3: time. Oh, no, it really is. <laughs> Be you, clear with that.
1: You, you use other excuses. I'm here because I
3: support the cause. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, hey! Wow!
3: I believe it's I a, believe in the project, so I know I'm here to help.
1: But then we—the good thing about it—God has a good sense of humor, mm-hmm. so He knows how to get out of us what's in us. So that's really a, a cool concept. Huh? <laughs> well, tonight, uh, we're, as we sit around the table, there are so many things that uh, we could talk about. And but you know, the truth is, we've all lived in such a different time—a unique time. Uh, it's kind of like on one hand. I personally, the way I'm seeing life right now, on one hand, you see all the chaos that's going on. And there is so much chaos. And you're saying, you know, only God, you can bring the, you know, a balance to this. And he is our balancer. And, you know, in the middle of all the sadness and all the political things and everything that's going on. And because we are into a political year. But the crazy thing about all this, Chris, is that we have absolutely been in political year ever since before our last election. Yeah, It's been unbelievable. And it's only, you know, getting worse. And then coronavirus and, and uh, you know, the fear that people have right now. And there's just so many things going on. And, and you know, it kind of makes your head spin. And, and so that's on one side. And then on the other side, there is still, you see so much good that keeps popping its head up and and so I think that's the thing that we have to keep our balance you know Mm -hmm. there's so much pain and so much hurt and so much confusion and and but yet right in the middle of that you know we each get to stand and, and begin to think about you know what can we do to make some changes because truthfully we're all you hear more and more people are speaking out they're a little bit tired of the way That the nation is going, you know the way that people uh, are trying to destroy our nation. When you know they really don't understand what a what a great great nation we have. And by the way, my husband Darrell just walked in. Hi, honey.
0: And he's just walking out. And he's just walking. (laughs) He's bringing me coffee.
1: He's bringing you coffee. Finally, someone Uh, offered him some coffee. Oh
0: my goodness. So we've been labeled the silent majority. Yes. Because Mm -hmm. we are just wanting Mm -hmm. to keep peace and not express our. Opinions, and at some points we we're getting bullied because of our opinions and bullied because of what we think is right, so we don't like to say anything because we want to be peacemakers, but on the other side of things, at what point do you draw the line and step across and
3: It's a tricky not spot to be
0: a peacemaker.
3: Yeah, it's tricky because I, I don't like confrontation, mm-hmm. like I hate confrontation. Now, Lou doesn't need to comment on that because that's different because you're my husband. But, in the general world, I hate confrontation, and so I would probably be labeled the silent majority because i, think I, disa- all of us I disagree are... mm-hmm. I disagree with mm-hmm. the ignorance and the especially the hatred and the meanness and the the just general stupidity that's going on in our world, but I don't post about it you know on facebook and i don't i don't mm-hmm. i just Shake air, my head and click on.
2: <laughs> there are lots of people say, well, silence is agreement. No, no. I don't. I, I completely disagree with that. Silence means I have nothing to say that's going to better the situation. There's too many people out there who think, well, because you're silent, you agree with everything that's going on. Right. No, I don't. Um, I choose to not add fuel to the fire. I choose yeah. to not, you know... If the fire's burning bright enough, I don't need to add more flame to it. Granted just like you were saying that there comes a I do believe there comes a certain point of righteous indignation where where things get so far out of hand that you have to speak up and you have to say okay I see this this is all wrong this is what the truth says mm-hmm. and there comes a point in time when when things start getting so pushed and so swayed away from
0: the truth that that that's what we have to do is we mm-hmm. have to speak the truth mm-hmm. I don't really if the media and people on facebook want to say whatever they want to say normally i don't care but when i start seeing the majority of a um, impressionable generation of people starting to jump on this bandwagon out of fear that's when i start getting angry because like people want to believe what they want to believe that's fine But when i start seeing a huge group of people getting angry or getting scared it makes me angry Mm -hmm. and because they're they don't, I have I, I, yet to understand why they're not looking at the data themselves, why they're not looking at the facts themselves, why they're mm-hmm. not, but they're not. And so they're just, just leaving what, what they're the media says, right? And then I know the truth because I do look at the data mm-hmm. and I'm not scared. And so then I start getting frustrated with those people. So then I'm on this fine line because I, I see Jesus' ministry for three years but it was an incredibly political charge time. Mm-hmm. All of his disciples thought he was coming to be a warrior against the political. So true. Aspects of Rome, and maybe he made a few passive aggressive comments towards political time, but at no point did he ever take charge of it. Mm-hmm. So that's where I don't know if.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that was a good point you just said there.
0: I don't know where yeah, where to draw yeah. the line because I want to protect these people and mm-hmm. I want to tell the truth to these people, but on the other side, that's not really. From what if I model my ministry after Jesus's ministry, it's not what he did. Mm -hmm. so i i don't know the the one thing that he said
2: repeatedly is that he came in love yeah Mm -hmm. he came to show love how Mm -hmm. will they know you're my disciples the love that you have one for another Mm -hmm. and he made he made that an example in everything he did he ate with the sinners why out of love showing care and compassion and to me you know the i don't watch a lot of tv i don't Pay attention to a lot of the stuff that's going on, but every time I do, it's all about hate. Mm-hmm. It's all about this group hates that group, and you know it, it's mm-hmm. all about these these hurts, and it, there is no love. Mm-hmm. And and that's I think as a church, that's what we need to continue to do is is just love people, right? Because they are hurting, they're they're confused. They you know like you said, what is the truth anymore? If you don't get in and dig into the facts, you don't. You're just floating around on whatever breeze blows by mm-hmm. and and with that it's so easy to get your feelings hurt it's so easy to jump on a bandwagon it's so easy to get caught up in a group mm-hmm. and not even know what you're standing for yeah mm-hmm. so what we have to do is we just have to keep loving people and, and letting them know you know the truth of the gospel and you know jesus loves you regardless of who you are or where you've been you don't have to carry that past around the past is gone there's nothing that we can do to change that but what we can do is we can change from this moment forward and establish what we need to do to move forward together in
3: love
1: yeah and and you know we were talking a little bit before we got started a while ago you know those that are pulling down statues and trying to change history today they're doing it i mean their minds obviously they feel like they can change history and and but so many of them don't know what the history is and I, I do believe that, that there's a lot of things as we progress as a nation and all. There are things that need to be changed. There are, you know, because we've had too much prejudice in, in our nation. We've had too much pre- uh, pre- uh, prejudice in our neighborhoods you know, and I, I do think, and in our churches, you know, because prejudice can come in many, many forms. Right. You know, it's not just about color or, or, or you know, how somebody, the wealth or or poverty levels, but there's prejudice about so many different things. And so I think that that this is a time that we're living in that the enemy is really taking advantage of us, and he's bringing so much confusion. And, and, you know, what does, what does this, all of this really mean? You know, there's part of the, the minister side of me, and, and I'm sure you too, Lou, that says, you know what? This is looking an awful lot like prophecy fulfilled in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. It looks an awfully lot like could we possibly be being, getting closer and closer. We know we are getting closer and closer to the end. Are some of these things that's happening right now, you know, in our land, is this going to lead up to, I don't believe we're, I don't believe we're going to be destroyed right now. I believe that it's going to lead up to hopefully the bowing of the knee and the greatest revival that we've had, a real repentance, because our nation needs to repent because there is so much hatred. There is so much uh, animosity. I mean, you would think you would think that politically, with uh, all of the things, all the hurting people, that that our politicians could say something nice back and forth to each other a little bit, you know, uh, that the media could be a little nicer back and forth to each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think you know because it can go a long way, and that that's what uh, Lou said a while ago, you know. And look who's getting coffee. Oh my Thank gosh! You. Does you
0: it have caffeine it? in it? Oh, that's
1: good. Good deal, wow.
0: Pastor Arlene gave me coffee for a long time that didn't have caffeine in it, but that's another topic for another oh, podcast. I
1: did, and I am so sorry about that until we learned that you needed the coffee to stay awake for the rest of the day. Pull up a chair, baby. I will. Okay, and say hi to everybody.
4: Hello, everybody.
1: He's Ben.
4: Hi, Tiff. Hi, Danny. Been... Hi, Lou. Hi, Lou. Chris. Hi. Hello. Hi, sweetheart.
1: Hi, honey. Hi, Glad you made it back home. He's been out of town on a mission today. I was actually out of state today. Out of state, but he's back, and we're glad that he's back. Uh, Always glad that when he gets to stop by, and I said, hey, stop by tonight. We're going to be doing podcasts, and so we're glad that he's here. He's got a lot of wonderful insights, and and so hopefully he will just uh, get back involved and talk uh, to us a little bit. Uh, and let us know his uh perceptives but until then I, I just want to go back to a statement uh, that you made while ago, Lou uh, when you were just talking, you know oh yeah
2: um one of the things I said is that so many people are so hurt by past wrongs. Um, you know we look at history and yeah there there are lots of things that happen in history that weren't right. there's lots of things that happen that weren't correct.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and a lot of people are upset about those things that happened. The problem is we can't change the past, but, the, but we also can't ignore the past. We can't, we can't go on like the past didn't happen. The past did happen, and we have to learn from that. Um, when, when, we, when we completely ignore the past, it sets us up to repeat those same failures in the future. But when we can take, a, take an honest look and say, Okay, yes, this happened. No, it was not right. Yes, it was wrong. How can we change so that doesn't happen again? But yet, at the same time,
0: we do need to remember those things that happened in the past so we don't repeat those failures. But people need to be educating people on the why. Because I 100% guarantee that the people that are tearing down these Christopher Columbus statues do not understand why Christopher Columbus was wrong. Yeah. yeah. And that's a problem. I think that somebody's told them, but like, let's educate them that Christopher Columbus came over here on the authority of a king to occupy a land that was not meant to be occupied by them, destroyed a race of people and was brutal to a race of people that, that weren't. That's that's an education. Let's not do that again. Yeah, right. that's exactly what you said. Yes, We can be angry at what Christopher Columbus did. Christopher Columbus didn't discover America. I mean, it's right. ridiculous that we even celebrate him, and I sure. agree with that. But let's teach people why what he did was wrong and Instead of just having this rage and tearing down a, a, exactly. a, a beautiful monument. Like It's exactly. just, it's yeah. just
1: As if that is going to erase the past. It, it's not. Let's, it's let's not.
0: educate. Christopher Columbus, he occupied a land. Uh, Pocahontas said it best in, in the Disney movie. Mm-hmm. He landed on a land that wasn't his to occupy and, and was completely wrong. And, you know, it, and it still blows my mind when I think about it, like, oh, just because I show up on a land I have the right to declare it as somebody else's Like, well, I mean it just makes no sense yeah. when you think about it And it's, it's
1: the same thing with how does these that's pulling down these monuments how does that make it okay where they have gone in supposedly to protest and then they burn down a business how is that right? Well, they're being you know, angry about what's been... They're, yes, they're doing the same thing. It's the very same this. thing. Repeating, repeating history, history over Instead and over. Instead changing
0: the, it, we're repeating it. Right.
1: And, and Which it's is not, the opposite yeah. of what we
0: need to do because of a lack of education.
1: Exactly. And you know, uh, you read through the Word of God and when anything that happened to change history... Let's take Esther. And I just... Just because, you know... But it she was informed before she... Had the information what was getting ready to happen if she didn't speak up, and if she had not, then the Jewish race there—I mean, it was it was major. That's very true.
0: Very, I didn't even very major. Contrast that, but it was true. So true, okay. and,
1: and but she was informed, mm. and I think what what is happening sometimes, even we as Christians, even we as human beings, sometimes we are not informed enough, and maybe we keep silent. And I do believe, just like Jesus, we want to take his attitude. You know, we don't want to, we want to love, but we've got to make sure that we know what's going on so that we can be a help to so many that are, people are struggling. You know, people are struggling with what to believe. You know, it, it's like, uh, and I, I don't think it's a bad word to say, I, I believe that black lives matter. But black life should matter if it's a black officer or it's a black uh, emergency worker or a black doctor or a black nurse. I believe that all lives matter at all times. And it's only sometimes that it seems that things matter to some people. And I think that we, have, we are going to have to somehow God use us all to help bring back peace uh... to to our nation
2: and if you if you want something to change yes do something to change it but do something that that's going to change it correctly you know if you're if 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 you have a radio that's not working yes you can beat it with a hammer and it's probably really not going to work or you can try to figure out maybe the batteries need to be replaced maybe something needs to happen so if You know, if we got lots of people that are angry, that are mad, that are upset because, you know, different types of people are treated in different ways. Well, what do we need to do to change that? What what can we stop and do in the realm of whether it's um, policies, procedures, politics, you know, the voice of the people can be heard. People still can bring petitions and have petitions signed and made and brought onto ballots to pass laws. We still are a government of the people, you know we as much as we possibly can be and and so let's you know why can't we look at peaceful ways to do things and instead of tearing down someone's house and you know something that someone has has spent their entire life to 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 save up to build and to run a business and now you know people are mad so they're burning his business down and it's you know destroying their livelihood
3: i think there's a big difference in being part of history and changing history you know Because there's a lot of bad things that have happened. They happen every single day. Yes. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's changing the course of of humanity. I don't understand personally, and I'm always willing to learn, but I I can't imagine there being a huge riot and destruction of property and all of these things, people being hurt and even killed, and then another group of people finally saying, Well, they showed us. Okay. Yep. Oh, well, now we understand. Now we understand. That, right. What?
1: What? What are we learning from it? It just like, anger is coming from anger.
3: Right. It's just, and yeah. I don't. It's that's not going to change the world, not for the better. Mm-hmm. You know, the you burn down someone's business, and and that businessman's not going to say, "Oh, now I understand what you're trying to say." Thank mm-hmm. you for teaching me mm-hmm. that by burning my business down. That's mm-hmm. I don't. I don't get it. I just mm-hmm. don't get it. You know. Yeah. I think that Lou is right, and like we said in previous. Podcasts, we've got to just love, Mm -hmm. you know, and it and that's love hurts sometimes, and it's painful and difficult, and sometimes
1: feels like it's unachievable. But that's when it all comes down to. Yeah, and and I do I do believe that even so so many people that understand the message, maybe that's trying to go forth, and they're for that. You know, Mm -hmm. they want things to get better, they want things to change, they want you know relationships between the police and the public to be yeah. better you know we can all agree on that and even those that have stood for that then they end up getting hurt injured yeah. and killed you know and so and that so nothing is being accomplished uh, when we when we take that stance and i i think there again we we're going to have to uh, stay informed, what does the Word of God says, what does Jesus, you know what would Jesus, what would Jesus do, do? Yeah. yeah, what would he do in these kind of situations
0: I think that Jesus would honestly, you know and as I've been thinking about it and what I said earlier that Jesus didn't in any way shape or form rebel against anything political, but what he did stand up against was corruption in the church and he did. and in that period the church was the I mean, they were the news. They were they were the everything at they, the time, yes. and I think that the media is what's causing a huge part of yes. these issues right now. I think the the America's biggest issue right now is the corruption in the media, and yeah, we're a people are, we're a democracy, and the government's controlled by the people, but the media's controlling the people, so then it's just complete and total poison that's being spread.
1: Absolutely, and, you know, we, none of us are denying that there are situations because we understand there absolutely. are. There's absolutely situations. There's hurts, and those things run really, really deep. Yeah. And we want uh, those things to be healed where they're not the, the reoccurring, always situation. You know, who wouldn't want that? If you have so much hate in your heart for someone that is not your color or, or not your whatever, uh, then you've got something you need to get worked out because that's a lot of that's, I mean, that's evil. Mm-hmm. And, and, but the majority of people really do want things to be better, relationships to be better. And the reason that so many people are silent on these things is because they don't feel like they know how or what to do. But I do believe that as we step back in this particular situation with the pandemic and all the chaos, you know. We're seeing things I've never seen in my life. I've never seen this much in our nation at one time. Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot all around us, okay. and and the only thing that we all can do is say, okay, what is our, what do we need to do as a church, as as a people, uh, you know, because we are all part of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and so what can we do to to put out a message that gives hope and brings peace and, and, and yet not ignore situations because we can't know, ignore the fact that hey you know there's a lot going on could it be that it's time for America and uh, the churches first of all to repent and, and for people to realize that you know what there is a heaven and there is hell and, and that there is, a, there is the real possibility that things may not look like tomorrow like they do today and, and that we all need to make some choices and realize that, that uh, we could, we're, we're, every day we're working toward the end of time. Mm-hmm. And we talked a, a week or two ago about, you know, we're here for such a time as this. We're here to get the message out. We're here to do what we can to make a stand and change. But, you know, I believe, and you said the church was in a bad state at the time of Jesus and I don't believe we're anywhere at that state, you know, because God is just, oh my goodness, been so good in the church. I believe that the reason that we're all still, you know, not farther in a mess than what we are, because have you ever heard uh, on some of the newscasts? I mean, so many people talk about God and Jesus and prayer. I mean, I've never heard it before, as much as we are right now. I mean, we hear the other voices really loud, but I'm telling you, there's a lot of other people admitting that they're Christians, on, you know, on national TV, anchor people are beginning to speak out, and I believe that people's hearts are beginning to be smoked within them. And so, you know, I, I, I do believe that we have a voice that has to count. And uh, what's your take, hon? Huh? What What do you think?
4: Mm-hmm. You said a while ago that you agree with the statement that black lives matter, but then you refer to some different occupations mm-hmm. or professions. And mm-hmm. I think, I think we ought to. If they're going to use that slogan, then they ought to say all black lives matter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of killing within that culture, and there's a lot of, of murdering going on. And if they really believe that all black lives matter, then we won't, we won't see the, the stuff that's going on, you know, in our cities uh, around our nation now. And, uh, and then I was thinking also uh, about how we talked about Thomas Jefferson or some of the others that, that may have had uh, slaves in their day and in that culture. And, uh, and if you go all the way back to the beginning of the Bible... You know Abraham, Isaac, Jacob—they all had servants. Now, did they treat them like the white man treats treated the slaves? You know, early days of America, I doubt it. But they did have slaves, uh, whether you know whether they were employees or or. Uh, but you read about servants all the time. Their mm-hmm. servants did this. I sent my servant to mm-hmm. find a wife for my son. I told my servant to go over here and dig a well. So um, you you know that that's been a part of. Of the human race, but uh, it doesn't doesn't make what America has done
1: uh, or other with, countries. Or, yeah. yeah or other
4: countries with with uh, the the black population and uh, uh, it's not just Black Lives Matter it's all Black Lives yes. Matter. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just yeah.
1: Well, and it's even you know. Italians, you know, they were slaves. I, I mean, there's all different kinds of people that were, oh, yeah. I mean, that were slaves. And, and you know, I believe that, that the Word of God has a really, really strong uh, word to evil people doing, you know, even in the times where it was legal, or so to speak, which that's really hard for me to comprehend. You know, because I think it's, it's, I, I don't like reading about it in the Word of God, but there, you know, something said, you know, about evil masters, evil, treating people the way that they are, mistreating, yeah. And so, I, I think anytime that, it can be a boss yeah. You know, in an office right. that's very cruel to his employees. And I don't care what color he is. He's like wrong. Like Gibbs
4: on NCIS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you should I, never be
0: oppressing a people. Never. If, if you're oppressing someone, yes. you're, you're in the wrong, period.
1: Absolutely. And, and that's
2: what, yeah. It goes back to love. Yeah. yeah. You
0: know, that was the main, that was, you
2: know, everything. Like I said, Jesus didn't agree with all the people, but he still showed them love. You know, granted, sometimes he still, you know... He, I, I can't help but imagine in that time and culture some of the words he spoke and the way he, he presented things to, like the Pharisees mm-hmm. and things. Very I'm, harsh. I'm thinking, you know, you almost wonder, you know, it's almost like borderline cuss words for those times. Well, they wanted like, to kill like, him. Like, Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah because he, he, he spoke so to kill sharp. Him. They did. But what, but what he always did is he spoke truth, and he tried to present it in a way of love. Letting them know that, yes, you are wrong. This is what you're doing. It is wrong, Mm -hmm. but this is what we can do to get past it. Mm -hmm. And the thing that you don't hear about today, that at least I don't hear about, is you hear about all these rights, you hear about all this stuff, but nobody is offering solutions. Nobody's saying, what can we do to make this better? Mm -hmm. What is a good solution to where we can stop this and change the course of history Mm -hmm. to to put us on a different path? Mm -hmm. Everybody's about destruction and saying how wrong it is but we already know what's wrong. Mm-hmm. We need to figure out how do we make it better. And, and, and until people can get over that hate and that raw anger and actually have a civilized conversation,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, I, it, it's almost like, you know, the old adage, you can't change someone who don't want to be changed until you can mm-hmm. s- stop and see. It doesn't matter how mad you are until you want to change something. You can just sit and wallow in your anger and wallow mm-hmm. in, your, in your mad. But until you can get calm, and think, and like you said, get educated about stuff mm-hmm. and figure out what are the facts, where are we at with this, mm-hmm. what are, where are we right now, and what do we have mm-hmm. to do to move forward to make it better. And that's what we have to get to.
1: And I think, I think one of the things that, and you were saying, you know, pride of the heart, you know, you get so prideful, so determined and stubborn you know, that refuse to listen to what anybody else has to say, refuse to be part of the solution because you have to be right. And I think when you look at our nation and you see the d- division, it's because everybody has to be right. And they they won't have a humble n- enough heart to say, you know, I was wrong. I was wrong back here. That's not who I am today. We don't have do, do, Are there any men and women in, in, in our public lives that can stand up and say, that, you know what, the, the ideas that I have and the way that I've been thinking, this has been wrong, it's hurt. And, and you know, we don't see that kind of thing. Right. There,
2: there is no compromise There's anymore. No. It's all of my idea mm-hmm. or you hate me. And and that that was yeah. that, that frustrates me when someone says, well, you don't agree with me, so you hate me. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I just have a different opinion. I still love you. Mm-hmm. I still care about you and care for your well-being. But I don't agree with certain choices that you make in your life. I don't agree with certain things or actions that you do. It doesn't mean I hate you. I still love you. But you can't expect me to want to do those things with you. You mm-hmm. can't expect me to participate in those things. And and we don't have that compromise to where I love you anyway. It's just if you don't agree with mm-hmm. me, you're wrong and you hate me. And we're going to run off that hate.
3: Or you're wrong and I hate you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, and, and yeah. so, we,
2: we, I mean, we have to get back to the point. We have to find some common ground. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to find somewhere where we can stand on, because right now we're all just floating and treading water, and we need to find some common ground, and it doesn't matter, you know, maybe, you know, in a true compromise, the way I've always heard it, a true compromise is when all parties are never happy, because everyone's giving up a little bit of something. Right. And that's what we have to do. Okay, so maybe the way I'm doing things has to change a little bit but so does the way that you're doing things has to change and we all have to do that because if if we want things to get better something's got to change and just continuing to run around and hate nothing's
0: ever going to change with that or that we as christians and that we're trying to emulate the wisdom of jesus can look at a person and be like i understand why you feel this way Mm -hmm. i understand why you're hurt i understand how you came to this opinion but that doesn't mean that it's right mm-hmm. yeah and like you can even care about yeah. their opinion yeah. and not agree yeah.
3: with them and I've, yeah.
0: I've had i've had discussions with family over some of the COVID stuff and they're scared mm-hmm. out of their minds and i i can understand why you're scared mm-hmm. i can understand it mm-hmm. and then they tell me i don't understand why well, i do understand mm-hmm. I, I i'm a nurse i've held mm-hmm. people's hands if they died alone mm-hmm. like uh, because of this like and i i, I first understand yeah. Your pain, and I understand why you're scared. Mm-hmm. But the facts are the facts, and that's what we need to look at and yes. understand that yes. that God is in control. These are the facts. These are the comparisons. This is the truth. You're being fed something that's not true, mm-hmm. and I understand that you're scared. I understand that you're hurting, and I understand all these things, and that's real. But here we are,
1: yeah. and, and this is that's this is so the good. truth. That's so good. Yes, that is that's that's the truth, and that's you know because we have to learn to live in this where we're at today you know we you know we were created to live life mm-hmm. and if fear is our motivator then we will have no life at all that we're living that we can enjoy at all and i don't believe that that's what god intended for us because in the in the middle of every famine of life there is still a living god And he still, if we will trust him, even as a nation, and I think that's what, you know, we've got to get back to, you know, we just celebrated, you know, the 4th of July, and aren't you glad that we, I mean, my goodness, you know, to be a free nation, and, and how the enemy hates that. But yet we're the most admired nation around the world. They watch our country, and as our country, they want us to succeed those that admire us, because if we don't succeed as a nation, then it's hard for them. It makes their life harder. Those that hate us are jealous. It's just like that elder, you know, the brothers that, you know, Cain and Abel, you know, that, that same warfare going on that has to, you know, that can't love, that just, you know, the evil is so ingrained inside to hate. And the haters are always going to be there. But when we understand how blessed we are as, as a nation, and God has had his hand upon us, and the reason he's had his hand upon us is because he wants to flow through the channel and, and to help protect Israel. You know, I mean, my goodness, there's so much hate for Israel. And, and you know, we know that. Mm-hmm. That's a topic on its own. I mean, that, that raises the feathers right there. And when we get to the place that we are not respecting and we are not helping to pray for and support that nation, we are really in trouble as our own nation. And so, yeah.
4: Well, without sounding too preachy, you know, could it be that all of this is a part of the end time? Mm-hmm. You know, I think it is. Uh, I, I don't want to discount the fact that Jesus said these things are coming upon the That's earth. Right. Can we pray against them? Can we stand against them? If Jesus said it's coming upon the earth, it's coming upon the earth, and I don't want us to, to forget the fact that, you know, this could be Bible prophecy mm-hmm. being fulfilled, mm-hmm. you know, where where parents turn mm-hmm. against children. Mm-hmm. People are unthankful. People are unholy. You can read mm-hmm. it in Timothy, read it in Matthew, mm-hmm. where that in the last days, the love of many is going to wax cold, mm-hmm. and so there's not going to be the love that, that Lou was talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, it, it, you know, I, I, I don't want to... And if
1: it keeps getting worse and worse and worse...
4: it's it's deception
1: yeah it is pure deception and if our kids
0: when our kids get deceived or they get scared or they get whatever as parents we come to them rarely are we scared with them rarely Mm -hmm. when my Mm -hmm. kids are scared rarely am i scared of what they're scared of Mm -hmm. and you tell them the truth and you reason with them Mm -hmm. and you are confident with them and in this case you do that you can't people aren't thinking that way Mm -hmm. that Mm-hmm. And that's why I agree with Pastor that yeah. there's that this level of deception has got to be something greater than.
1: Yeah, it has to be. And could this be? And that's where repentance starts with us as individuals. And, and, you know, I believe that, you know, even though a great falling away, there could be the greatest revival. And we've got to care for those souls. We've got to care yeah. that people are so deceived. And that if, if things can never get into agreement, where are we at on the timetable? You know, of what because we believe that there is an end time coming, and could this be part of it? I don't know. You what know? if
4: Jesus doesn't come back for fifty years? Mm-hmm. This would still be the last days oh, compared goodness. to the six thousand history uh, six thousand oh, years goodness. of history on, on a, in this world. Mm-hmm. So who's you know even yep. if he doesn't come back for a hundred years? Yep. But uh, should
1: he come back in a few years? And and where are we? And what you know? What are we doing? You know, because we do know that we were prepared for such a time as this. And that's a that's a pretty heavy thing. You know, when Elias, that has that so stuck with me. When he came, you know, we were just talking to him on the podcast a few weeks ago. And he said that, you know, and that's so really, really true. This is the time frame that we get to be in. This is the time frame we get to live. Mm-hmm. And, and all of this chaos has happened. And so... And we're chosen for this. Yes, yeah. we were chosen. Yeah, what a,
4: shouldn't that be an honor? Shouldn't yeah. that be a yeah. time of rejoicing? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Be, yeah. And so we have to stay informed. We have to know what our mission is. And I think, you know, maybe, you know, we need to say, God, help me to know more and more and keep my eyes on my mission. Because all this other stuff will get us. I mean, if we listen to all the chatter, we won't stay focused on the mission. And, and even in the
2: midst of all this, you know, I can honestly say 2020 hasn't been that bad of a year for me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, my family is taken care of. We I still have a job. We live in a we live in a good house. You know, still got food on the table. Mm-hmm. It's been a good year. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're slowly, you know, cautiously. You know, starting to have church services again and and allowing people to do what they need to do to feel safe but not forcing things upon people. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's where you find the strength. You find the strength with your family. You find the strength in the joys and in in the good times. And, and, And I can say... 2020 has been an all right year for, for me and my family.
1: Right. You know, and, and that's true. There's so many, I mean, yeah, there's so many, you know, in, in the Bible times, there was time, in time of famine, people prospered. Yep. And then there are the other people that have lost everything, mm-hmm. you know, just in the time. And so, so, you know, it's back where we started, where we talk about that balance, because you on this side, there's this, and on time, you know, because we've had times of famine. There yep. and I have times of famine in our life where somebody else... It was a good time in their life, and so that happens. You know, it just really does. Mm -hmm. And so we are living, yes, in a very, very special time. I believe it. And and as we've got to celebrate our our nation again, you know, I we have to, you know, the pause of saying, you know, I'm thankful for America. We didn't choose our parents, you know. We didn't choose to be white or black. We didn't choose to be Indian. We didn't choose to be Irish. We didn't choose. None of us chose. Anybody that's listened to this or anybody in the world, we did not choose to be born where we were born or to whom we were born to. But we do now. We get choices. You know, I can't be mad because I'm black, or I can't be mad because I'm white or whatever, and, and I'd rather be something else. You know, and that's, you know, As a child, you know, I wondered what the neighbors were. They they seemed to have a really happy home. I thought it might be good to live in their house. You know, but the truth (laughs) is, somewhere in my life, I had to make my own choices about what to do. And I think if, if we as individuals, everywhere around the world, but in America especially, and everybody that's listening, if you understand that, yeah, you didn't choose to be born to the family that you were. You didn't choose to be black or white or, or Indian or, or Italian or Spanish or whatever. You did not choose that. You were born because God knew that there was a purpose if you chose to, to allow him to use you in the yeah. time that you're living. That's good. And I just That's so really feel like, you know, we can just choice. blame everybody yes. else yeah. for our stuff. You know, but one of the things that God did to me... Was one of the most miraculous things when I realized that I had a choice. Mm-hmm. I get to choose to be happy in an unhappy world. Mm-hmm. That was my choice. Yeah. And sometimes you have to keep on making that choice and making that choice and making that choice. And, and we have the freedom. We have to that, do that freedom, absolutely. Just even, like they have the freedom mm-hmm. to do the things that they're doing. Yeah. Because of our
3: freedom.
2: Because of our freedom. And just like with the miracle of the breaking, you know you had a lot of things that you had to overcome in your life. Mm-hmm. You had a lot of things and obstacles that, you, that, that you, some of them your choice, some of them not your mm-hmm. choice. But, you know, you chose to make a change, to do something different, to become mm-hmm. better, mm-hmm. and to allow God to use you. You know, you surrendered to Him and His will for your life. And it doesn't mean all that stuff went away. It doesn't mean all that stuff didn't happen. But from that point forward, mm-hmm. you it started steering you on the path of who you became and who you are today Mm -hmm. you know we can't get rid of the hurts in the past but we can stop where we're at and look and say okay but how do I get better how can God use us okay this is what's going on you know do we need to pray more do you know what what can we do as a church Mm -hmm. you know what can we sit down and brainstorm what can we do as a church to reach out to hurting people
1: That's our whole mission. That's mm-hmm. a, that's why Jesus came, mm-hmm. and that's why we live and breathe and have our being is to help somebody else, and you know to to because that's what makes life good. Mm-hmm. That you know if we, you know this this having to shelter in place by ourselves, you know this having you know it's one of the worst things that happens to people. You know, it, it's to be told that you have no liberties, mm-hmm. or to be told that you can't you know you can't your business cannot be open and. You know, and we understand the whys, at, you know, at first, but after a while, everybody's saying, wait a minute, you know, we're be- get- there's a lot of places are being closed down again, and, and it goes back to what you said a well while ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very real enemy. You're not denying the coronavirus is real, and it's taken way too many lives, and everybody needs to do their part, but we have to learn how to still live in the midst of struggles, and there's a lot of loss, and that's what's sad, but... Life. every day we get up and we get out and we get in our cars or whatever we do, life is very fragile. And so we have to be really careful how we live it. And I hope today that you, as you've been listening, that something that's been said has been touching your heart. And I'm going to ask you to pray, Chris, today because I just really, you know, goodness, you guys all had such wonderful things to say. And I hope that you that have listened that God's just ministering to you. Minister to you personally
0: Heavenly Father we just come before you in Jesus name and God we just thank you for our listeners Lord and just ask you God that as we just stand in agreement God for wisdom to be poured out on our listeners but not just our listeners God our community and our nation God that people value wisdom and people value truth and people seek God for it and seek you for it Lord because Your word says, if we seek you, we'll find the answers. And you you give wisdom freely, God. And we just thank you, God, that these people um, in this world just find freedom. And there is a spiritual awakening towards your truth, God, that just ignites a fire and changes. And that we see a revolution, a spiritual revolution, God. And we just thank you, God, for what you're doing. And the peace and protection is be poured out on all
1: of our listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Until the next time at the table with Darlene, we pray that the peace of God will rule and be your umpire. And we will talk next time. Next time.